Nick scooted closer to the rocky precipice, and then just a bit further, so she could curl her toes around the edge. The wind howled, jerking at her hair and loose black dress. She stared down, trying to estimate the drop. It was so far she couldn't see the bottom in the darkness. But then, the moon wasn't giving her much light tonight. She spread her arms wide, embracing the emptiness, and tumbled forward. She fell so fast that the mountainside blurred around her, and the scream of the wind in her ears almost, almost, drowned out the roar of adrenaline. The ground raced up to meet her, seemingly hungry for her blood, aching for her death. Not today. Her wings shot out, jerking her to a stop midair, her feet almost grazing the ground that had moments before been a demon about to devour her alive. She smiled to herself in the darkness, tipping her head to share her smile with the moon. She loved the moon, had always loved the moon, but even more so now, because the moon didn't try to kill her like the sun did. She stretched, reaching her hands out, trying to touch the furthest edge of her wings, but they were too long. Yes, she might be a freak of nature, but she could look for silver linings with the best of them. And wings? Definitely a silver lining. She raised her hand in front of her face and wiggled her fingers, smiling as the fingertips turned blue and sparks of her blood, on fire, escaped and shot into the air. It reminded her of the baked Alaska, when the waiters would set the alcohol on fire and pour it onto the cake. Except that her blood wasn't even remotely edible. Except to the gars. Pretty, she murmured. Being able to shoot blood on fire from her hands? Also a silver lining. The blue streaks running through her black hair and the blue sparkly tattoos that wound their way around her eyes would be pretty, if they weren't so alien. So would the pale skin. Although, thank everything that was good and right, her skin wasn't blue like the pies. Another silver lining. She stretched her wings up and down and lifted into the sky, faster and faster, higher and higher, until she passed the rocky mountain cliff that she'd hurled herself from minutes before. Up into the clouds, weaving in and out, feeling the condensation kiss her skin and dissolve against her cheeks because she was hot. Always hot. Apparently a side effect of having your blood on fire. Later, when she returned to the city and the tunnels, she would care that she was a freak. But right now, while she soared free through the night sky, she embraced the alien half of herself and let her wings take her places she could never have gone when she was human. Unfortunately, she wasn't out here to soar like a bird through the salt flats of Utah. She was hunting, 
or doing recon. She could never remember what the word was Kevin used when he told her what to do. In a nutshell, she was looking for aliens, because she was the only one alive who could kill them. The Gars were like shadowy dog zombies. They weren't smart, but they were relentless, and they could disappear into the shadows and out of her reach. But only if they saw her coming. They were dying out. And not just because the Empyreans, or Pies as Nyx called them, were eating the Gars as fast as they could. No, the Gars had run out of a food supply. If Nyx had to guess, she'd estimate that there were only about 100,000 people left on the planet.